0: Welcome to the Outsiders Podcast, where we discuss race, justice, and Jesus. Outsiders! We are your hosts. I'm Tyler France, alongside my brother and co-host,
1: Neil Samlin. What's good, Tyler? Hey, man. What is good, man? A lot of things going on. Yeah, it's been a crazy uh, couple weeks in our lives. Um, There's a lot in the heart check section that we always start off with that we could get Mm -hmm. to right off the jump, um, personally, uh, things that are going on in our lives. But for me, um, man, I have been very, very troubled by the anti-Asian hate that has been going on in our country. And, from shootings mm-hmm. to beatings to, um, just verbal attacks. Right. And of course we live in a day and age where all of this now gets caught on camera, on video. Yeah. Um, and it, it's so disheartening because, you know, we've dedicated this podcast and we've dedicated a portion of our lives mm-hmm. to being anti-racist. Right. And I think in our minds that was going to be geared mainly to, um, the issue of white and black, yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah. the racism that comes between white and black, and um, to see this spike right. in racism toward Asian people, out of nowhere, yeah.
0: And I, and, and, uh, you know, I have a I, my boss actually uh, is is dating a Korean man. And she said that this has happened a long time. Yeah. this has happened forever. Yeah, and, and in fact, um, I
1: watched a video where it says that the anti Asian hate has always been there but the pandemic made it worse right and so i i think from my perspective the language of you know this is a chinese virus yeah yeah. this is uh you know they made it in a lab and it it got sent out on purpose um the people that have hatred in their hearts Mm -hmm. toward asians it it arose in them and then a lot of them are actually acting upon it yeah um, which is, is so troubling. In fact, an article yeah. that I read um, said that crime in 16 of the America's largest cities increased 149% against Asians uh, in the last year. So in 16 of America's largest cities, 149% increase in crimes against Asians. So we definitely have an issue Mm. and a problem um, that needs to be dealt with. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't even know where to begin. Like right now, I'm just wrapping my mind around the fact that this is a thing that's happening yeah. and it needs to be dealt with. Right. Um, this isn't a, an, a area that I have spent a lot of time studying. So right now I'm just kind of broken over it. You know, yeah. I'm just kind of troubled and angry and hurt and disgusted by it more than I am knowing where to Prepared even to, to where, really yeah, go on. Yeah. yeah. Where to even go sure. with it. Like yeah. I don't, I don't and I, know in there too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but certainly troubled, yeah. By it. And as a Christian, um, it should trouble me because these are image bearers of God yeah. who are being attacked yeah. and um and demeaned and hated on. Right. And so that should trouble me as a Christian first and foremost. Um, and then as someone who considers himself an anti racist, mm-hmm. I've got another layer that's laid on there because like I said, we've dedicated a portion of our lives to dealing with this issue. And so yeah. um Having to wrap my mind around that and and be like, what what can I do? Where do I need to start? Right. What do I resources do I need to to deal with? And so that's that's where my heart is at, and yeah. just troubled by it, and disgusted by it, and really have no answers as to what I need to do next. Yeah, same. Um, and
0: and if if there are Christians that are uh, that are part of this and that are taking part in this kind of hate. Um, you know, it's got to stop. It has to stop. It has to you, stop. You can't do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, you are you are and spitting in the face of God. 100% when you do it. And and if you are someone listening to this podcast and you have great resources that Tyler and I um, could use and yeah. could educate ourselves more on the anti Asian hate Please shoot them our way. Yeah. Send them our way. Very we so. we need some resources that we can trust to begin to to think through this, yeah. um, because we we have a lot of resources and we we want to talk about racism. We want to deal with racism. All racism. Uh, all racism. We do. And yeah. and we are white people that um, desire to talk about this. Right. Um, which kind of leads us into what our topic is for today, which is why it's hard for white people to talk about race. You know, we, we want to talk about it, but I know, and Tyler, I know, you know, I do that most white people find it very difficult to talk about race. Right. And so that's what we're going to get into today. Why it's hard for white people to talk about race, sit back or sit up, get ready. Cause I don't know if you're gonna be able to relax or if you need to engage, whichever one it may be uh, when we get in this topic today.
0: So for this segment to, to jump it all off, uh, we, we're going to get into six main reasons that people, that white people, uh, are uncomfortable mm-hmm. talking about race. Uh, why it's uncomfortable. And so before we get into these six, I, I think it's just important to to mention that we don't claim that this is an all-encompassing list, right? And we're not trying to generalize all white people into these categories. So if you don't fit in this, it's probably a good thing um but you know we're not claiming that that is the case we just know that these are people that we've actually had discussions with we've gone to lunch with people right and they have said hey this is where we are
1: yeah nothing nothing magical about the number 6 um, nothing even scientific about the number no? 6 here on these yeah. in these categories these are just coming from personal experience yeah we just kind of compiled them together talked about it and that's what yeah, we Yeah people up with. that have told us here's why they struggle or have a hard time discussing race or uh, or had a hard time discussing right. race and so that's where we came up with the six from so yeah. so don't think that we are guaranteeing that all white people that struggle with race are going to fall into these six categories this is just coming from our personal experience yep
0: So the first one is uh, the overtly racist. And
1: unfortunately,
0: these people love to talk about race. Yeah, they don't really struggle with it. They (laughs) just talk about it in unhelpful ways. Right. um, Sinful,
1: sinful ways.
0: Sinful, unhelpful ways that are not considerate of of other people.
1: And so many times this group uh, is a minority group. Very much um, so. Yeah. But they are so vocal. Yeah. Right. They're so loud. It's, especially over the last few years. Yeah. They have become louder. Yeah. Um, these these small groups. And
0: they cause a ton of problems for racial racial reconciliation. Yeah. Like, if that's your goal, these people are so vocal and they're so loud right. that they can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. And these are situation.
1: these are your overtly uh, white supremacists groups yeah. kkk or uh yeah. supporters or whatever else yeah. um, neo-nazi you know white nationalist groups yeah. you know that that kind of of thing are these overtly racist groups so but it really
0: is a fringe group yeah That's but we
1: needed out. to mention them and at least because they they make the conversation harder you yeah. know what i mean and they do exist <laughs> yeah and, and they're, so they're out can't there can't for sure they're not out for there for sure uh
0: the next one is uh the covertly racist right so we have overtly and then we have covertly and these are the ones that they have thoughts and beliefs that are wrong, mm. um, but they don't really want to deal with it. So instead, they get offended right. and, and really defensive. Right.
1: Right. Very emotive. They get very emotional yeah. Um, when it's time to talk about race.
0: Yeah. And, and I know in my own life, uh, these people are more common. Uh, the th- they're kind of the ones that were born into this. They were born right. into racism, being the norm, mm-hmm. and so now that uh, things are different, which praise God that they are, uh, they still hold to some of these beliefs right. that, that they were raised into. Yeah, and instead of making the moves to to fix those things and to to really you know do the work to help that, they kind of appeal to their emotion and
1: their anger, right? Instead, right, and it, and it gets very. Um, it's not, there's not a lot of logic in it. Right. It's not a lot of, should I, how to, how am I loving my neighbor? Right. It's basically, these were things that were kind of almost unconsciously put into them. Right. And, and they know they're there. Uh-huh. Like they don't, they don't necessarily rear, rear their head all the time. They yeah. don't all, uh, you know, verbalize it, right. but there are things that are there thoughts and fears and, and emotions that are there and they, they don't want to deal with them. So when race gets brought up, yeah. it's immediate defense, yeah, immediate, you know, o- offense, they get offended right. Right. and they emotionally react, you know, react to it. Right. And that makes it very difficult and very hard to talk about race 100%. when you're super emotional and you can't deal with it because you're like, if I deal with this, I got to deal with me. Yeah. And that's that's a struggle for people. That's if, hard. If
0: you're emotional about race, let it be because you're passionate and you want to to help people and and love on others. Right. Let, let that be the emotion, right. not not to preserve
1: you. Right. And you and know? this is really a very, you know, binding up place to be yeah. because you know, you've got stuff that's right. probably not right. Uh-huh. You know, you've got, but you're bound up. There's no freedom to be like, okay, let's talk about this. Let's lay it all out there. Let's, let's deal with this so we can change. You're very enslaved yeah. to these views and, and these unconscious biases that you may have. Right. And so again, that's going to make it very difficult to talk about race when those things are sitting there so heavily upon you.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the third is, is the real comfortable
1: people. Mm.
0: right? Uh, this is the the racism doesn't really impact them directly. Right. Uh, or, or indirectly. It, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. or, or yeah.
1: even indirectly.
0: So they're really comfortable with things as they are. Um, mm. and, and I know some people that have admitted that they understand that injustices are going on and they disagree with them, but to, to bring up race or, or fight for equality would mean that what they know their comfortable life would be shaken
1: up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, we, we have functioned in this society a certain way. Right. um, And the power has been shifted and tilted a certain way. Yeah and we're comfortable with that because it's been this way for so long so to begin discussing this may mean power shifts exactly. it, it may mean a shift of the way things have always been yeah in order to be equal yeah things have to change for the
0: for the person that's on top
1: yeah and it is scary for people right. when their boat gets shaken yeah right it's scary for people i mean that's why you have the phrase you know, don't rock the boat yeah. because we we're cruising here right and so when you start rocking the boat and you start dealing with these issues, it's going to make people very, very uncomfortable yeah. talking about injustice and needing to deal with it because they want to preserve their comfortable life. Right. Um,
0: and, and a lot of times these people are the ones that claim to be like colorblind yeah, or something color like blindness. that. Yeah, right? colorblindness. Like, um, I don't see race and neither should you. Right. Um, You know, don't talk about it; it'll go away. I know Morgan Freeman Mm. was interviewed by Mike Wallace. It's a real popular interview. Right. People use it all the time as
1: yeah. I've seen on social media a lot
0: as the way to (laughs) to deal with race, and it's just not true, in my opinion. Right. Um. But you know, Mike Wallace says, you know, how can we deal with racism? Mm -hmm. And Morgan Freeman says, stop talking about it. Right. He says. I'm going to stop calling you a white man and I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. And as, as if doing that just kind of shifts the reality of what is actually happening, which is is the racial issues.
1: Well, yeah, that'd be like, that'd be like me saying, Hey, let's, um, let's get rid of adultery by telling people to stop committing adultery. Yeah. You know, or (laughs) let's get rid of that. The reality is that is already there. Yeah. And so to, to not talk about it, about It's just to ignore the reality that's already there. Yeah, if Morgan Freeman means, hey, let's start a new society that was never built on slavery, right. and we never had Jim Crow, we never had lynchings, we never have KKK, we never, well, then, yeah, we don't need to do it because right. race is a social construct. Yeah. But it was constructed for a power play in this country. And so— and Now we have to deal with it. We have to been deal around. with it. To just ignore it doesn't fix anything. Right. And uh, I love Morgan Freeman. I mean, he played God. Yeah.
0: Twice. He has a wonderful voice. Right? Vo- wonderful voice. Wonderful Played voice. God twice. Played God twice.
1: Yes. Um, but I, I totally believe he is wrong to just yeah. ignore it and stop talking about it. Then we're going to fix the problem. Right. Um, I don't think that is logical at all. Just turning a blind eye as if the issue is going to go away.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, the fourth is they're ignorant. The, mm. the, they understand racism as an only overt doctrine of racial superiority. Right. Right. So uh, racism is declining. It's a thing of the past. And to talk about it just causes division.
1: Yeah. They're it, like, it we don't have slavery anymore. We don't have Jim Crow. You know, what about the, you know, the, the racist, you know, stuff of the past? You know, that's, that's done with. Right. And now we've got new laws in place that have fixed all that. Yeah. And so now the only racists that are out there is that first group. Overtly. The overtly right. like racist. The, like that's the only group. Right. And, and that's just not the case. And,
0: and that's why this podcast exists, honestly, is, is mm-hmm. for ignorance. You know, like yeah. we want to, we want to help you understand because we have done the work and we, we are still doing the work right. and we're learning and, and we're growing and things. And so what we want to do is we want to discuss these things as people who have done the work. Right. And, um, so, so that's well, why this exists. There's a, Serious lack of understanding when it comes to racial issues.
1: Yeah. And if you think that racism is only the overt racist. Right. Then there, yes, you are ignorant of probably the most important aspect of racism that exists. Right. And if you don't know what's going on, you'll never stand against it. Right. So if you just think racism is a thing of the past, just a few people kind of hold on to it today and you don't understand the present situation that we're in, yeah. then you're not going to be able to solve racism.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times in the church, you know, these we're not all discussing, you know, Christians in this situation. Right, right. But in the church, uh, a lot of these people that that kind of fall here are the ones that are saying, just preach the gospel. Mm. Just, yeah. just preach the gospel and, and yeah. everything else will take care of itself. Don't worry about, you know, social justice issues and things like that. Just preach the gospel and, and that will, you know, fix everything. Yeah.
1: And I, I'm going to try not to get too much on a soapbox here, Uh-oh. um, with this, but, um, can't promise that I'm not, I'll be up here for a few <laughs> minutes. So the people that say that the people that the Christians that say, don't talk about race, just preach the gospel, yeah. have no problem talking about other sins. Yeah. Abortion. Why is things? it? Why is it this sin? Right. We shouldn't talk about. Yeah. How come we can talk about any other sin and the defense isn't just preach the gospel? Exactly. But when race gets brought up, the the sin of racism gets brought up. Then it's just preach the gospel. Yep. I don't deal with this sin. I just preach the gospel. Um, I find that hypocritical. Number one. Very much. One. So. Very much so. uh, number two. I find. It's illogical, irrational, and unbiblical. Yeah. And here's why I say that. We have already stated in prior episodes that over 20,000 clergy members were pastors. 20,000 pastors or clergy members. Leading a church. Were a part of the KKK. Right. So these are people, and I'm not saying they weren't all lost. Right. These these were people who had been saved... Mm -hmm but we're racist. Absolutely. And and here's why I believe that happens theologically. Mm-hmm. When God saves us, he gives us a new heart. Yeah. He gives us a heart that is sensitive to the things of God. Mm-hmm. He does not, however, instantly give us new minds. Right. That comes through the process of sanctification. So what you're so, saying is you still have a lot of
0: thinking that you haven't
1: gone through, right? Ab- like you absolutely. have a lot of
0: wrong thinking about things. Absolutely. That are are not exactly, when you get saved, gone.
1: Yeah, and we know that to be true from personal experience. It's not like we get saved and then all of a sudden, boom, oh, all my thinking has changed about everything. Right. I now think rightly about everything. No. And so we know that just because someone gets saved, just because Mm -hmm. someone comes to Christ and receives a new heart through regeneration, doesn't mean that that mind doesn't need to be renewed and changed and sanctified. Right. So the idea that just preaching the gospel mm-hmm. is going to fix racism mm-hmm. is woefully ignorant. Mm-hmm. It's ignorant of history. It's ignorant of theologically, mm-hmm. and it's ignorant just from a rational and logical standpoint. And so we, we can't just say, preach the gospel and it's going to fix itself. Those people that say that, um, again, are dodging yeah. the real conversation that needs to happen oh, with absolutely. race. And again, that that's why it makes it hard to discuss it.
0: Yeah. Um, and and we'll go ahead and move on. Uh, even though I, I would let jump me step on down off soap soap my soapbox. Yeah, but I'll, I'll jump
1: on it with you, honestly. I mean, um, yeah, there's so much to be had there. Maybe we just have a need to have a podcast at some point that the title of it is Just Preach the Gospel question <laughs> mark. Um N T Wright that's, actually that's this good. week wrote a really neat a little short article um, that he posted in a paper um, talking about this very thing. Yeah. Um, And so you can go check that out or maybe make make that link available to you.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, The fifth is we're on five.
1: Number five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the fifth is uh, they are politically motivated. Mm. Uh, This one here is, is probably the most
1: frustrating.
0: This may make people, this, this, this
1: one's the one that makes people real mad.
0: Yeah. So, uh, they see the race issue as something that the left is focused on. And so we must take the opposing view at all times. This is a, this is a
1: left issue.
0: It's, it's such flawed logic. The, the idea that one side is completely wrong on every single topic that they discuss. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's intellectually lazy. It's, it's demonizing the other side. Um, so that you cannot see what is right and wrong from that side. Right. Um, it's 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 silly. So if you hold to a political side, right or left, then you know that's fine. That's that's well, sure. your prerogative. Do what you right. do. Um, but let's not confuse politics with the word of God. Let's let's not do that.
1: And I think what's important to that statement that you just said is not that we try. We should all try to inform our politics with the word of God. One hundred percent. Yes. But what happens is is that we But don't inform the word of God with your politics. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> and we we really generalize our position as the word of God position. Right. Our side right. is the word of God position. Yep. That side is not the word of God position. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that side is wrong about everything. So it's literally good versus evil. Yeah. And there's no good and evil. Right. You know? Right. And so that's that's
0: kind of the idea that that is. And it's just, it's not true. Yeah. And and when Christians fall into this category, it's heartbreaking because, man, it shifts to idolatry so fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, you, you can really fall into idolatry with your politics. Yeah. If you're not careful.
1: My side is God's side. My side is the side... That God is on, yeah. so therefore the other side has to be destroyed, yeah, by at all costs. Yeah. and no view that they hold is should fully biblical, <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and no view that the, that the other side holds that the left holds should ever be considered as something that we should be on boor, bo, on board for, because yeah. after all, they're the evil side, right. And so you are basically, when when Tyler says it's idolatry, what what he's meaning is you're setting up the political platform as the standard, Mm -hmm. and that is idolatry rather than God being the standard. Um, And again, choosing your politics as the final authority um, over God's word, over what God says, and not allowing yourself to think. For a few minutes, right? Um, because it's a left issue. Right. Um, we got news for you. Racism is not a left issue. Yeah. Racism is a biblical God issue, mm-hmm. and to say otherwise is to be walking very quickly um, toward idolatry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and number six, uh, these are that they're, they're scared, right? There there's some white people who are scared to talk race. Maybe they have good intentions. Maybe mm-hmm. they have you know, a pure heart when it comes to that. And they really want to learn and right. grow and things like that. But maybe they've been burned yeah. when they have. Um, and so, you know, the, this is, this is a big group too. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I would say, I would say that I could point to numerous people yeah, me too. that uh, have been in this category and, and um, you know, you don't want to be called a racist. It, right. It's kind of like being a, called a, a Marxist, you know, on our side. Right. It's, it's like, well, that's dismissive. If you call me a Marxist, then all of a sudden I can't say anything because that's, right. you know, and so uh, being called a racist is similar to that. It, it shuts you down. Yeah, it's something that people don't like being called, and it it, it does shut down conversation. And so,
1: yeah, um, because I think they're afraid to, like you said, they're afraid to speak up right. because maybe maybe they know they're ignorant. Yeah. Like, maybe they're admitting, you know what? I'm ignorant on this. I want to learn. I want to learn, and I want to speak to this, and then when they do, it gets kind of thrown back in their face that, oh, well, you're not where you need to be. How do you not know this? Right. Like,
0: how could you possibly think this or or feel this way? Like, Yeah. And so it is— And so they'd rather just not talk about it at all. But again, for for the goal of racial reconciliation— it's, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is things we need to avoid and things that if you mm-hmm. fall into this category, we need to do something about it. And right. Neil's going to talk about how we can yeah. do something about how we it Can do that.
1: So the, these six reasons, again, we're not saying they are all encompassing of all the reasons why race discussions for white people are hard but they are they i think they cover a lot of the bases i think so too yeah. right you've got overtly racist people they make conversations hard because they are talking sinful you've got the covert racist who have thoughts and beliefs that are wrong they're subconscious sometimes they're they're buried deep within and so you don't want to de- deal with it so you get defensive and yeah. offended mm-hmm. The the comfortable person, the person who knows that racism is out there, but it doesn't impact them directly or indirectly, Mm -hmm. so they just don't deal with it, right? right? Just try to be colorblind. Let's not deal with it. My way of life can continue. Then you have those that are ignorant. They see racism as just the overt form, uh, white supremacist, KKK. Yep. Yes, that's racist, but hey, that's on the decline and we're getting so much better. And so no, let's not talk about it because it's, it's bad. So let's just preach the gospel and move on. Yep. And then you have the politically motivated, those who um, believe that this is a left issue and I am not on the left, so therefore this is not an issue I deal with. Yeah. It's an issue that somebody else deals with, mm. not me. And then you got those that are scared, those who feel like if I throw it out there or I try to discuss it, I'm going to not know what I'm talking about, right. I'm going to be deemed a racist, and I'm going to look foolish, and it'll just be easier just to stay silent. Yeah. Um, none of those are an option for us, Tyler. Right. Absolutely. None of those are an option for us. Absolutely. Um, I can look at my own life, and I can see where at times I fell, mm-hmm. I fall into one of those six. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's not what God's word says. That's not where we've got to go. And so I think what that's we That's ought- not where we need to stay. No, no. We we can't stay in one of those six. Yeah. We've got to go somewhere else. Right. And that's where God's word comes in as the the authority to help us get there. And so I think that's where we need to turn next. What does the Bible say we need to do to be able to have good proper discussions around the issue of race? Well, as we move into a biblical discussion about what we need to do, I, I, I was looking at all of this, and the truth is, there is tons to talk about. Yeah. So I thought, how can we simplify this? Kind of narrow it down so that we can all walk away from this with a clear understanding of some things that we need to do. Right. Um, there is a a book called um, "Divided by Faith," mm-hmm. and they use this three points. Um, Context really to, yeah. to lead people into self-evaluation. Yeah. Right. And it, it's these three th- simple things. Admit, then we have to submit, mm-hmm. and then we have to commit. Mm. So admit, submit, commit. So that's what that's what I want to talk about here just for the next few minutes. So let's look at this first one, admit. The book of James, chapter 1, verse 15, and you'll see here that I'm going to be quoting a lot um, from the book of James, Yeah. but the, the book of James, chapter 1, verse 15, James speaks about sin as becoming full-grown, mm. and then when it is full-grown, it gives way to death. This means then mm-hmm. that sin, for the most part, does not get presented to us in its full-blown damaging state,
0: Mm.
1: right? Yeah. Sin doesn't come to us in a huge problem. Right. Like, hey, hey, take this sin. Look what it will do to you. It'll kill you and destroy you. That's not the way sin comes. Sin comes to us as a seed most of the time. Right. Right. And I oh, yeah. think if we all evaluate our lives, we're like, "Oh yeah, that's exactly what sin does. Yeah. Sin comes in small, and then it begins to to grow, and it begins to grow, and right. it begins to grow until it gets full grown, and then it destroys us." Yeah. So it's it's kind of like
0: that illustration with the frog, right? That that is sitting in the water, and you, and you can just turn up the heat slowly, and yeah. uh, you know the the frog won't notice
1: the temperature change, right? Until it so boils to death. Are getting, yeah, and then eventually
0: <laughs> it boils.
1: Yeah. And it's it comes to a head. And yeah, and it that, kills it. That's what <laughs> right? sin does to us. Right, sin gets in and it it, it slowly grows. And it for does, that yeah. reason, we as Christians have to be willing to look at ourselves in the mirror mm. constantly.
0: Yeah,
1: not 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 spread out once every couple months. We know we'll we'll do a real heart check every yeah. once every. This has got to be something we do. All the time. Every single day. Yes. Multiple times a day. Multiple times a day. Right? Absolutely. Where am I right now in my thinking? Yeah. Looking myself in the mirror. Yeah. In the the mirror. (laughs) Look myself in the mirror and ask the Lord, Lord, please reveal. Yeah convict me right. of my ignorance, of my insensitivity, of my sin. That's something we don't do very often, huh? No. Like, like pray that. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, and here's the reason why I think we don't is because our flesh is prideful. Yeah. And it takes a lot of humility mm-hmm. to do the hard work of saying, Lord, show me where I'm wrong. Right. Show me where I'm messed up. Show me where I'm jacked up, Lord, so that I can, I can, by your grace, move Um, but on the other side, when you, when you do get out of that and
0: you know, it is so encouraging and it's, it's so great to, to have that testimony of like, Hey, I was here and the Lord showed me where I was thinking wrong. And
1: now, you know, but we have to admit, absolutely that there may be sin in our lives that we're not yep. dealing with. Yep. We have to admit that there may be stuff in our lives we're holding on to, mm. things that we may not even know about. You know, we talked about in the in the ignorance um point in the last segment. We talked about the fact that some of this stuff is you said born into it. That that's yeah. really a good theological way to even think. You, you, we're born into it. We are we're it's ingrained in us. That's yeah. another way of saying it. Yeah, it yeah. gets ingrained in us right. and we don't even realize that it's the substance of our of part of our being. Mm. And so it's there. We're holding on to it and we may not even realize it. Yeah. And that's why going to God and and seeking revelation from Him is so important. And we have to get rid of our pride in order to do that. James chapter four, verses five and six, it says, Or do you suppose? It is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealousy over the spirit that he has made us to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. Therefore, itself says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to, to the, the humble. humble. Yeah. So I, I, I need to ask this question of all of us. Are we humble enough to pray the prayer of David in Psalm mm. 139? Mm. Can we pray Search me, O oh God. Mm. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Mm. So here, here's a question that I'm going to pose to our audience. Yeah, Feel free to answer out loud. Feel free to answer out <laughs> loud. And and, and yeah, yeah. Quietly yeah. in your heart. Have you ever <laughs> asked the Lord to show you if you have any racist thoughts or beliefs Mm. that are conscious or unconscious.
0: Mm.
1: How many white people have got on their knees before God and said, God, show me if there is any prejudice or racist ideology, thoughts, anything ingrained in me that needs to change. Is there something in me that is ignorant or insensitive to this issue of race. Mm. And that's where we got to start, is that admitting level, humbling ourselves to admit. The second thing we have to do is that once we are shown by God that we have wrong thoughts Mm -hmm. and wrong views, and we are maybe racially insensitive or racially uh, ignorant— then what we have to do next is we have to be willing to submit to what God says, Mm -hmm. right? This is what repentance is all about, right? James goes on in in chapter four, verse seven and nine. He says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Mm -hmm. So once you humble yourself and, and you come to God and you say, God, search me, God, check me out, God, look at me and reveal, then you have to submit yourself therefore to God, resisting the devil so that he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. This is just talking about repentance. Right. Repentance. Coming to the place where you're like, broken over the fact that you have been ignorant, yeah. you have been insensitive, you have been racist, you do have views that are prejudiced, you do have views that are wrong, are, are you then willing to be broken over those mm. and say, now God, how do you want to change me?
0: Yeah,
1: I want to submit to what you have for me.
0: Yeah.
1: um, And, and I, I think related to that is the idea of submitting one to another. I, I mm. think we forget sometimes that one of the primary ways that God has us submit to himself is to cause us to submit to one another. Yeah. Right. So, um, he call he calls the wife to submit to the husband. He calls the, the church to submit to the pastor. He calls, he calls us to submit to one another. In fact, in Ephesians chapter five, verse 21, it says, submit to one another out of reference to Christ. Yeah. And we can do this in two, two ways. Mm -hmm. One, we can submit to each other by listening and learning from those who study and focus on the subject of race.
0: You know, that's something I've always thought of is, is like, why, why do we, you wouldn't take your car, right? You wouldn't take your car to someone who has never worked on cars. Right.
1: To me. You wouldn't do that. You would not take your car to me. Yeah. I would be never like,
0: take my car to you. <laughs> Neil, fix my, <laughs> fix my engine, fix my, my alternator. you brother. But yeah, I would not take my car to you.
1: Right. Um, but you wouldn't do
0: it to me either. Right. And. I Also, you, you wouldn't take your computer to someone who has no idea about computers right. and, and things. But for some reason, we we get our opinions and get our thoughts, and we go to people that have not done the work, that have not studied right. they do, do They things. don't know what they're talking they about. They have no idea what they're talking about. And a lot of times, they're already biased or whatever else, and, right. and that kind of creeps in too. So, I mean, yes, submit to each other by listening and learning from those who study and and focus on right race right. That it's it's people coming, who have done the homework who have who absolutely have, yeah. Sorry, it, it's off my
1: coming. Sandbox. No, it's good. It, it, it's coming again from a place of humility that says, I am going to submit to someone yeah. who knows more about this yeah. than I do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go to people that I know care about this. Yeah. have put in work. Yeah um, for lack of better term expertise, right. you know, on the right. issue so that I can learn. And then love Jesus and love people. Like yeah. if
0: you're a Christian and that's, and that's what you're, you know, that's who we're talking to in this situation, right. then we want, we want to love God and love people. Yeah. And so those people that you listen to should love God and
1: love people. Yeah. And, and then number two, a way that we submit to one another out of reference to Christ is by building loving relationships across racial barriers. Mm-hmm. Um all the statistics say white people hang out with white people, black people hang yeah. out with black people, hispanic people hang out with hispanic people, asian people hang out with asian people. Yeah. Like it's just across the board. But as people who desire to help with ra- racial reconciliation, yeah. we've got to be willing to build loving relationships across any yeah. racial barrier that's there,
0: Yeah. you'll be amazed what you learn. Yeah, when you absolutely well, a the, lot. A the lot joy of joy that the, comes. A lot of the the situations or circumstances that we were talking about. Yeah, the six. Um, yeah, the six. If you have some black friends, or you have some, you know, if you have black friends, you don't see things that way a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're exposed to what they're exposed to. Right, And so your ignorance is not really an excuse. You know, it's there, you know, things are going on. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's, and, and it's critical. a way
1: of submitting Tyler. It's a way of submitting to other people's, um, experiences in reality. Right. Yeah. Right. I, if I only know my own experience and my own reality and the situation that I've lived in and I've never, you know, empathy is, is. A way of submitting. Mm-hmm. I'm submitting how how I feel right now to empathize with those from a, in a different circumstance, yeah, in yeah. a different experience, and I'm going to submit myself to that in order to love them properly. Yeah. And so we, we want to submit to those that that know more about the issue, so that we can learn and grow. Mm-hmm. Please don't go to black people to ask them to help you yeah, learn yeah. and grow. No, do the work. <laughs> like you do know, the
0: work, but but also. These that's, are why Tyler, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why Tyler Yeah, that's why Tyler and I are here.
1: Yeah. Like we're here so that you don't have to go to one of your black friends and be like, "Hey, teach me how to not be a racist." Yeah. They're like, "Are you for real right now?" Like, <laughs> like I, "I'm I'm trying to deal with racism yeah. on a daily basis. I don't have time yeah. it, the emotional, yeah. you know, energy to yeah. teach you." That's why Even thinking of you that way, thinking absolutely. of you
0: as, as someone who,
1: you know, struggles with racism is is hard right. for black people. And so that's would, that's why God has put on our heart right. to to have this be a part of our lives so that we can help our white brothers and sisters. From the outside. Yeah, from the outsiders, enabled <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Um, and so we can learn and listen that way is a way of submitting, and then we can submit to each other by building loving relationships across barriers. So that is the admit, that is the submit, and now the commit. Mm-hmm. We need to commit to overcoming racial divisions and injustice. Yeah right? We need to commit to once these we, things. Once
0: we know the issue, right? And yep. and once we submit to the fact that, you know, we need to do something, yes, you are correct. We, we need to commit to it.
1: We can't just have a change of mind without a change of action. Yeah. Um. In fact, biblical repentance, it, they go a, hand in hand. Change
0: of action. Right? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You
1: can't, you can't have a change of mind biblically without a change of action. Right. In fact, repentance, we, we define that around here at our church as a change of mind that results in a change of action. Yeah, yeah. So if action doesn't change, it reveals that the mind was never Hasn't changed, changed right. and repentance truly has not taken place. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why the Bible says we've got to be doers of the word and not just hears only. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to come just here and never change the way that we're acting. We want to do God's word, yeah. not just hear God's word. And, and in order to, to do God's Word, in order for you know, to us to truly repent, we need the wisdom of God that results in proper action toward people. Right. I love what James says in chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. Listen to this carefully. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it slow. It says, but the wisdom from above, we are to conclude from that then that that is God's wisdom. God's wisdom, right. Godly wisdom that is not of this worldly system. Mm-hmm. It is first pure, mm-hmm. then it is peaceable, gentle, open to reason. Oh, repeat that one. Open <laughs> to reason, mm-hmm. full of mercy and good fruits. Yeah. It's impartial, and it is sincere.
0: You, you, can, you can repeat those too.
1: I mean this is so powerful and what results this is what so I want to be wise I as a Christian I want to be a wise lover of God
0: right
1: and and I need his wisdom wisdom that is not of this world I need a wisdom that is pure and peaceable, and gentle, and open to reason, and full of mercy, full of good fruits. It is impartial. It is sincere. And what is going to happen is this wisdom is going to bring a harvest of righteousness that is sown in peace and makes peace. Yeah, yeah. A harvest of righteousness that is sown in peace and makes and peace. Makes peace. Mm. We as Christians must commit ourselves to this kind of wisdom, yeah. to a godly wisdom that results in these things. Right. And and what the job of a, of a pastor is, just putting on the, the preacher hat, right, is it, 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 the job of the pastor is to say, okay, here is this biblical principle, this biblical truth that we need the wisdom that is from above so that we can have this kind of stuff in our lives. Now, how do we specifically make application of that mm. into our lives, into certain places? Right. Sometimes it'll be in regards to a different area. But for the sake of this podcast, we're saying, how does James 3, 17 and 18 relate to race? Mm-hmm. How do I get the wisdom of God that is going to make me pure when it comes to racial thoughts? Yeah. Peaceable when it comes to racial thoughts, racial conversations around race. Right. Gentle conversations about open to reason. Around conversations about race, mm-hmm. full of mercy right. and good fruit, impartial and sincere around discussions about race. race. Yeah. And when we do that, when we desire to have conversations that are, that are wrapped up in those things, what's going to come is a harvest of righteousness yeah. is going to come from that. And it's going to be sown in peace because we've, go wrong. <laughs> we've gone, you can't, mm-hmm. it's going to be sown in peace because we've gone about it the right way. And it's going to make peace right. because we've gone about it the right way. And so to conclude, I would just say this, take those six things mm. that we talked about at the top and wherever you fall, say, God, I would rather have your wisdom than stay in any of those six places. Mm. I want your wisdom so that I won't stay in any of those six places so that I can speak to this issue that's hard with purity, with peace, with gentleness, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial and sincere, because I want my life to be a life that re- that you can reap mm-hmm. righteousness that was sown in peace. And that makes peace with people, yeah. and that's what God has called us to do. And and if you have stuck around for this podcast and you have listened to it, um, Tyler and I always think they're good, and uh, we again <laughs> think this one was good. And um, we're always convicted. Yeah. Um. When I when I go back, I know when he's editing the podcast, and I go back and listen to the podcast, I'm always convicted. Right. Um. And so I hope that you have been challenged and convicted today to to be able to move to that next place yeah. of being able to discuss race issues and, properly.
0: And we're convicted because we haven't arrived. No, absolutely right? not. So we, we have more work to do. We have more things to... No we doubt. have more uh Repenting. Ways, yeah, we have more <laughs> repenting. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror more. Yeah, and, absolutely. And self-analyze. And so... Um, absolutely. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah.
1: So thank you for joining us on the Outsiders Podcast. If you would, please share... Like, review, and uh, subscribe. Subscribe. That we'll would be, I don't know if right be a good thing. That, yeah. Subscribe, One comment. Um, let us know how, how this podcast is being used by God in your life. And if you need to reach out to have conversations about race, please do so with Tyler and I. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, all those good things, just like our podcast, The Outsider. So for The Outsiders, I am Neil Salen, and uh, we'll... See you next time. Late.